Welcome to the Next of the Hub, the TV series hub podcast. Join us to explore the entertainment galaxy in this new feature made with love from fans and for fans. If you like debates, neck talks, and to be well informed about TV and film, this is the podcast for you. From Nerks to Nerks. Welcome to Nerks of the Hub. Our regular host can't be here tonight. She was last seen walking away with a red-headed woman, speaking with an Irish accent. They were going to draw some kind of pretty five-pointed star in a graveyard. I'm sure she'll be fine. So today, I'm Kelsey. I'm with you. With us is host Heaven. Hey, everyone. And the absolutely fantastic, fabulous, just amazing Sonali Castillo. Aw, thank you so much. That's a lot of accolades. I'll take it. <laughs> oh, well, you have certainly earned them. So our listeners will know Sonali as the ferociously confident Essa Khan from The Outpost. Yes. Uh, her uh, award-winning web series, Voodoo Vanessa, her award-winning short film, Mamba. Basically, just give her all the awards now. Thank we- you. I'll take them all. <laughs> we are so excited. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this for weeks. Yeah, we are. Oh, my God. We're so pumped. We love you. You're amazing. We got our first glimpse at Essa, and I have to tell you, Fierce, that saunter, I mean, alone was like... How many times do you have to practice to get that right? For real. Uh, we, got, we got that taken, I think, four or five takes. Yeah. So you basically saunter in real life. You just walk in, own the room. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, you, you know, not me, my hair. Let's be, let's be honest and give the credit where it's due. My hair pretty much took in the entire room. I don't even exist. The hair, it's the hair that people see first. So the hair does the work and I just, you know, follow. Uh, I don't know. I'd say, I'd say in your entrance, it was more like belly, like hips way. And then you're like, whoa. And then you look up and yeah, there's the hair and it's amazing. And I'm like, oh. just, just. It's beautiful. Costuming and makeup that you had as Thank, well. Oh, you guys. Oh, my God. Can I tell you? It's funny because when I do interviews and when I talk to people, I think, I don't know if they believe me because I gush. It's just I know that I'm an actor. I know that we're used to being on sets and blah, blah, blah. But it's not every day that as an actor, you get to do something that you've dreamed of doing since you was a child, you know? And that's what I tell people. Willow, when they say, what's your favorite? They don't even finish. I'm like, Willow, because I know it's... Willow will forever be my favorite movie. And that alone should tell you what I like and what um, genre is my favorite, which is fantasy, which is sci-fi is high up there. But for me, it's always been fantasy and action, which I can do them both in fantasy. So for me, getting to work on this show at first, when I when I booked the part, when I found out I booked Essa, I didn't believe it. I'm like, no, that's just no, that's not possible because I actually auditioned for the pilot. And I never heard back. So the fact that they just casted me, I didn't even have to audition. They just casted me, I think, from my tape. They kept all, I think they kept the tapes and they kept it or I don't know how they did that, but I booked it. I didn't believe it. You know, even when they, I had to go get a mold of my teeth made to send over to Utah and I was here in L.A., I went to the dentist and they're like, hey, so what are you doing? I said, oh, you know, my character has teeth. I don't know what kind of teeth, but I'm getting teeth made. So I sent off my mold. Then I'm talking to, you know, the producers and, you know, the the assistants and everything, getting my flights done. And I still didn't believe it. Somebody picks me up, drives me on set. I get to meet Kynan and Jennifer Griffin, the producer. And we're just talking about putting my outfit wasn't even complete. It wasn't painted or stained or nothing. They were still cutting it to fit me. But, you know, 90 percent of the work was done. And they're putting all this stuff on me. And I'm, I'm like, you know, dream because I'm like, nah, the attention, the attention to detail that went into making the costumes. Michaela, who did my hair makeup, she was there like, you know, I want, you know, I asked them, I, I was hoping we can do the third eye. I'm like, oh, I got to have a third eye. I hope because I love tarot cards and mystics yeah. and I have like four. Call them. Why am I not remember them? Besides like my 50 decks of tarot cards, I have crystal balls. I have all those things. So she goes, I was thinking about a third eye. I'm like, oh, yes, please give me a third eye. So when Kynan and Jennifer came up and we're talking and they're like, oh, you know, what do you think? What, what do you feel? 
Michaela, I'm like, I, Michaela mentioned the third eye. Can I have a third eye, please? I'm like, yeah, let's try the third eye. And then the <laughs> red stuff on my head, which is very tribal, actually. People are like, is that her brains? I'm like, mm, I don't think that's what she meant to do. I think it was meant to more for the effect for getting ready for war. It's very tribal. And she's a nomadic warrior. So it goes with being ferocious and looking ferocious. So much detail went into my costume, went into the way I looked. We didn't really have to talk about my persona. I read the script. I read my scenes. I put on the costume. They give me my teeth. You know, they we put we added the line in the middle, dots around my chin, and even the 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 nose ring. You know, the septum ring. And I'm still sitting there, and I'm like, this isn't happening. Then we go through three accents for Essa because I have my natural accent that you can't tell where it's from. It's not Spanish or French. So it's an accent that nobody knows what it is. So I did a heavy, I did a French accent for him. I did a South African accent for him, kind of a British accent for him. And then I did a Caribbean accent for him. Not really. He goes, that one. I'm like, yeah, this is a brute. So she needs to sound more, you know. So I didn't believe it until I got on set and met everybody that day. And then I met Doug and he was taking pictures. And even when the cameras went on and I walk in and I see Philip and I'm just in character and everything is on Philip. And I'm like, holy shit. (laughs) Up until that day, up until I walked in. And that's why we didn't prepare, because the moment I put everything on, I was as con. There was no, oh, I don't know. I'm like, no, no, this is what she's like, because the writing, which I love very much, and the sets, which they meticulously took so much time in and love and enjoy. I can't tell you guys what it's like to see all of this in person. You guys get to see the cleaned up, color corrected, the Hollywood version. I got to see the raw colors and everything. It's I just I can't. Like I'm having a hard time talking because I don't really get to to talk to people now that Essa's out. You yeah. guys are the first one I get to talk to about the <laughs> show now that Essa's out. And I can tell you that, my God, it's not just the TV show. I wish people would understand. It's not just about, you know, making TV show, making content. Anybody can make shitty content, you know, but the amount of love and labor, it's not just a job for a lot of people. It's, you know, it is creating, making art. And for me, being in this genre, finally, for the first time in my life, to create and to be a part of something that to me is so great is, anyways, we're going way off topic, but I just had to say that. (laughs) No, I think. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, I think that that passion that you have, it's a hard, it's hard on Twitter, right? Social media and people are on all the time on social media. And you know that, you know, there's actors that are just out there promoting their show and they're maybe like a terrible person in, <laughs> in real life. But the passion that, oh, that you and, and the other cast and, and Doug have for this show, even through social media, it shines through. I mean, you have a, f- a huge following before your episode even comes on because you're so excited about it that we're like, oh my God, yeah, okay, yeah, we're in. We're, we are 100% in. If you love it this much, we're going to love it this much. And you just, you know, with some, yeah. and, and that's why, you know, Heaven and I, we are both big fantasy lovers as well. And I think because you have to have that passion for it. I mean, if you don't, you're like on a crime procedural and and not that they don't also love their job. (laughs) And, you know, I know you have to to do that, but I feel like this show, it feels like a love letter, like a fantasy love letter to fans, you know, and, and... the pilot was rough, you know, it was. So, you know, it was, it was rough and, but it was yeah. like, okay, let's keep going. And then it's yeah. just, it changed so much. And there's so much, I mean, you just feel it. It's, it feels like an old, yeah. like Xena or Hercules. Like, it's just, this is fantasy. You love fantasy. This is for you. And yeah. Essa is obviously. <laughs> yeah. Essa's fun. Essa's fun. And I think you're gonna, she has for episode, she, she's not an episode seven. She comes back in episode eight, nine, and 10, but in episode eight there's a funny there's a comedy comedic relief with Essa I think I have a very strange sense of humor and there were certain things I was doing and that I did while we were on set and shooting and people just started laughing at one point I'm by the campfire and you'll see when the scene comes I'm by a campfire right and I'm doing something and people just started laughing and I'm like okay <laughs> you know oh my god take it because think about it there's nothing laughable about Essa at all but the fact that at that moment people go from terrified 
of something very small, little ticks that she has that I didn't even know I was doing. And I love that because she just creates herself. And that's when I'm like, oh, come on, give us a season two because you guys don't understand. It's like the, the writers have been doing this for so long and this is an original show. It's an original story. Yeah. And these, and the writers and creators, they, for God's sake, they wrote, they made up their own language, you know? And it's that so much attention to detail and character that literally you would be a moron not to be able to figure out how to play your character from reading the script. You know what I mean? That's how, to me, that's how good they are. And I know that people who don't understand fantasy get confused and they don't like it because they're so used to living in the modern times that when they see something from back in in the days like that, especially something that's period, it is, it's in the time of knights and witches and wizards and things like that, if you think about it, people get confused. And that's why I know that it takes a very special kind of audience to understand and to appreciate what shows like this are trying to do. But at the same time, I think that we grow up in a world full of knights and queens and ogres and titans and bandits and thieves. And we grow up with that. And I think there's, there's, that's why I love that, that genre, this genre of fantasy is still so strong that me as an adult now I get to play in it you know and yes um the pilot was rough of course it was how do you think they sold the, the show yeah they had to show them what they were thinking about and for with all the respect for the CW to put it on their channel obviously the CW sees what a gem this is so we don't know hopefully we'll get the chance to continue with the story because I know what's coming and trust me it's going to be left with a huge cliffhanger <laughs> It's not going to just finish at 10 episodes. It's going to leave everybody like, wait, wait, what? What? Wait, buddy, wait. Huh? <laughs> so, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's going to leave everybody like, God oh, damn. But you guys, it's, it's the thing, isn't it? It's the escape of your mundane life. Every day you go, get up and you go to work and you have a shitty day. And then you come home when you get to see somebody else live their lives. Maybe you live the life that you want to live or just take you away from where you are in that moment. And even as an actor, it's like I'm watching the show and excited with everybody else. I know what happened on set. I know how everything was. <laughs> done. I know what it looked like. I know. But at the same time, this is my jam. So it's just like, come on, let's go, Garrett. Come on. You thought it's over. I'm like, oh, come on, Talon. Like, I'm there with you guys. I'm not an actor at that point. I'm literally there enjoying and criticizing and going crazy over the same stuff. So it's just, you know, yeah, look, I'm going on a tantrum again. Okay, I'm going to stop. Go. Oh, no. <laughs> I get that. And I can absolutely relate. I mean, life has its difficulties for everybody in very different yeah. ways. And it's nice to just, you know, it's going to be there when you come back, no matter what. So to be able to yeah. let go of that and open up a world of somebody else's yeah. adventures and situations and, you know, love and hate and good and evil and all the stuff in yeah. between. Yeah. I really think you're right. It does take a special kind of audience and you can already see these outpost fans yeah. coming out <laughs> and creating Twitter pages. And I think there's an outpost wiki already. And yeah. I haven't even, I had to stay off Twitter. Twitter because I hadn't seen the latest episode until today. Oh. So, I mean, <laughs> gone crazy over your character because really, like Kelsey said, you just entered with such a presence that <laughs> being, it's like, oh, you know, because we lose the bad guy that came before you. And then like in a snap, we get you. And it's, it's a game changer. <laughs> like back to that kind of uh, fierceness walking through the room. And I already know how exciting you're going to be. And I already yeah. sort of have it in the back of my mind that I'm shipping you and Talon together, your characters. <laughs> you know that somebody remarked, oh, something uh, Talon and Essa. And he goes, careful, Essa. You know, Talon is a fighter. I'm like, oh, honey, have you met Essa? You obviously did not take it. <laughs> Do you know what? It, first of all, do you know what the joke was between Josh, the person that made my arm and, and me? I was like, dude, so you give the smallest person on set the biggest and heaviest sword. My sword is heavier than Jake's. Really? Yes. <laughs> they gave me a Mongolian fucking sword, man. So I'm like, I'm, it, it was meant to be on my hip, but it touched the floor. So we had to put it over my shoulder. 
So I laughed and I looked at the guys. I'm like, did you really just give the shortest person here the biggest and heaviest sword? And they're like, yeah, she's a badass. I'm like, I guess I better up my push-up game. You know, <laughs> that was exactly what I was thinking. The size oh, yeah. of your sword must directly correlate to the level of badassery that you bring well, to the table. She is. Well, that's why I need season two, because you have any you don't even get to you get to see a little bit of her badassery, a little bit of it. And I'm very athletic, um, which I love that. And I do like to do my own stunts. So I know that there's things I won't be able to do. And that that's going to be for the stunt person, stunt double to do. But as far as like the hand on hand, I cannot I really want to learn how to sword fight. No matter what happens, I want to learn how to uh, sword fight because I don't want to show up on set weeks before we get to film and learn my choreographies there or learn how to wield a sword. I want to show up already knowing how to commend my sword because my fucking sword is heavy. I know that the play sword, when we actually do the fighting, you have to have a fake sword. I know that's going to be a little bit lighter, but my actual sword, I'm sure I'm going to have to wield that thing a few times. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I dance with fire, but I'm going to have to take my staff out and I'm going to have to put weights on that son of a bitch because just so I can get used to holding uh, yeah. something so heavy. Well, and so long, um, you know, the balance I would imagine Don't. is like, Don't. Well, you're I certainly not throwing it like that. a spear like uh, no. Garrett did. Like Garrett. <laughs> no. Well, I have a knife. You guys haven't even seen my knife. You'll see my knife on okay. episode eight. Oh, it's such a sweet knife. It's like a tooth. It's like Ooh. it's curved and it's got letters on it. No, Josh did such a great job. I'm trying to tell you guys the detail that went into making everything in this show is just so amazing. Yeah, if we had the budget of Game of Thrones, it would have been 50 times better. But for what it is and what they did, oh, I was in heaven. Jandal's is my favorite room. Jandal's lab. Oh, when I came in, I walked in, I'm like, <gasps> Please tell me I get to play in here. They're like, oh, no. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> no, but everything, you guys, everything, everything was, again, I'm, I'm going off track. I really, for episodes, I guess I get to do, that, to do damage. Don't get me wrong. She gets to do her own kind of damage because I think people are expecting a lot. And people need to remember that it's the first season and characters are being introduced to take us to the next if we get that chance. And so with Essa, she was hired to do a job. She was giving her job and her quest last night. So she's now she's got to go and get it done. So you do get to see some of her badassery. Even with the lead characters, you're not really going to see what they're made of until season two because so much is happening in season one. So many, like remember Harry Potter in the first movie, you yeah. discovered his parent, how his parents died. He discovered that he's a wizard. And so the first movie was a little slow because here you go, this boy didn't know who he was. Now he's got to figure all that shit out and find out all of this darkness that surrounded him. And then he goes on his quest and starts making his friends. And then the evil guy at the end of the really at the end of the movie is when he starts to come out and then each movie brings out different strengths and weaknesses to address. So same thing with any with the TV shows as well, yeah. except you get longer versions and you get seasons. And that and I believe that that's the same thing that is and I believe I know that it's for sure is the same thing on this one yeah. as with any other. So I think you just revealed that Essa is actually Harry Potter. So that's what we're going to go <laughs> <No>. with. <laughs> Talon would be Harry Potter. <laughs> no, no, no. Her no. parents got killed. Not mine. No. I don't, you know, I, man, can I tell you, I go, my hope and everybody's hope is that we get a season two. I do not know. It was hinted to me that Essa would be heavy. That's all was said to me a few times. It was also hinted to me that the CW liked Essa. So I don't know what is in store for anybody. For me, I really hope that we do get to come back. And if we do that, I do get to play because just by the way she is and the way she looks, what kind of background did you come from? Yeah. In order for Essa to be such a badass, look at Talon, what she had to go through to be where she is. Granted, she's not human, you know, so she has advantages. Essa's human. So imagine what somebody that looks like Essa had to go through to be Essa, to where even Lord Dread is uneasy around her. Yeah. I mean, the baddest of the baddies is uneasy around little Essa. Well, so, look at her feet. That's <laughs> <enough of her. laughs> yeah. Well, 
But what, why would a person do that though? That's the, these are the kind of things that I'm thinking of. Yeah. I'm like, I'm thinking of different scenarios. What did Essa go through? It's like back in those days, if you didn't get married, if you didn't belong to someone, then, you know, it's just like, what did she go through to be who she is? So my head has been going crazy and inventing all these worlds. And I'm, t- I'm, I'm like, watch, I'm going to get on set and Kynan and Jason will be like, oh no, it's because of this. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> but for, for me, yeah. for me, I'm like, I'm making up these worlds and I'm, I'm like, you know, she was shunned by this or she just didn't want to look like a regular woman. So she goes and messes up her teeth or is her whole trap. Oh, dude, I can go on forever. A, a great Dungeons and Dragons player. I can tell. <laughs> don't already play. <laughs> no. Do you know my my friend, my geeky friends and my nerdy friends are aghast because I don't play board games. I what? used to play. I used. I I know. I used to play video games, right? I used to play video games and I miss having a console. I'm going to have to get my hands on one of those. And I used to go to arcades. But for me, it was the movies, the cartoons. Remember? And then watching like the cartoon track from the I I found like I bought all VHSs and they've turned them, transferred them into DVDs that you can watch from the 80s. You know, those cartoons when cartoons actually look like cartoons. Now they look like square boxes. You don't know what the hell is going on with them. They have four fingers. How does a human being only have four fingers? They've gotten lazy. They've gotten so lazy nowadays. With all this technology, how do you not give a cartoon character five fingers? Are you that damn lazy? But the cartoons back in the 80s and the 90s, they were just so well made. And they took their time. And for me, I used to watch Dungeons and Dragons, the cartoon. And of course, I was obsessed. I used to watch everything because I lived in France when I was younger. So I watched everything in French. So those were my Saturday and Sunday morning cartoons. Or Wednesday morning, because in France at the time when you were in grammar school, you didn't go to school on Wednesdays. You go to school on Saturdays for half a day. So... I would watch all of those magical, you know, cartoons and and things like that. So when you put me in front of cards, I'm just like, because I'm sitting there and then all I want to do is, oh, you have that card, but I want that card. No, but it's my card. I don't care if it's your card. I want that card. So I'm horrible because I will like jump over the table and take that card away from you. So I think it's just for their safety. Maybe that I should not be playing this. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm like, I want, do it. So it's a thing. But I I would, I hear so much about, and now there's a new one called Magic or something, a board game or something like that. That's actually actually old also. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm just watching like Jake Stormoyne and Chad, uh, Chad and And, then Doug. And Doug, yeah, that's what I was surprised. I'm like, you're kind of surrounded by like uber, very attractive Mm -hmm. uber geek. uh, It's always the nerds, man. It's always the nerds. But, you know, my poor nerds, I scare them, I think. But you know what? I love my nerds. They were my favorite in school. I was not, contrary to popular belief, I did not want to be a popular girl because I didn't like the way girls behaved in school. I became a cheerleader my senior year because I started working for Baskin Robbins and I gained like 20 pounds. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh. So I I joined the cheerleading team so I can gain, I can lose the weight. And my God, were they stupid. You know, it's like, and there were two of them that were actually, one of them was Victorian. She was book smart, but oh my God, the personality of an air balloon, like a helium. I think it was helium. Yes, helium. Definitely, definitely she was helium. But yeah, so I became a cheerleader so I can lose the 20, <laughs> the 20 pounds I put on. And I got to tell you, I was so concerned for the next generation, if that's who's going to be teaching or leading the country. It was very interesting being a cheerleader. I got to tell you that much. But uh, yeah, no, but I love my geeks. So I was, I was very much my friends were, uh, I had all boy, uh, boy guys that were friends and a few girlfriends, but I was always at the arcade. I was always at the arcades. I was always playing pool. I was always having adventures because guys were fun. Girls just wanted to do stupid girl stuff. But the guys were the ones that wanted to do the video games. And that's, I'm a very uh, physical person. At the end of this long monologue, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm a very physical person. So I like to be on my feet. I want to, I want to fight. I want to, you think by, by now would lose some of that energy, but no, no. And I don't even drink coffee. I think I drink coffee once or twice a month. Yeah. But I would love if somebody has the patience to teach me all these board games, they just have to know that I do carry a knife with me and they're going to have to give up some kind of card or some kind of chess piece <laughs> or something because <laughs> I don't have patience. That is so funny. So I have to admit though, I, I've never played Magic or Dungeons and Dragons. So my my thought was not I know you do the gasp to me because I did it to you. 
<laughs> but my thought, unlike Heaven, was like, oh, you sound like a fan fiction writer. And then I was like, oh my God, duh. She actually writes like real stuff and then creates it, not fan fiction. <laughs> So, I but, do. Oh, like so. You have I'm like, you don't need to write fan fiction. You're gonna write Voodoo Vanessa and then Mamba <laughs> and get to kick ass that way instead of on paper. So, speaking of kicking ass, can we talk about yeah. Mamba, which Please. is a kicking ass in the festival circuit? Holy shit! Thank you. And B, Thank you, so you kick some serious ass in that movie. So <laughs> how? Did it come about? How do you learn to fight like that? Am I allowed to say that? Is that like, that's not yeah. like a spoiler? No, it's not a spoiler. To say you fight? Um, <laughs> no. Well, obviously, I mean, you know, everybody knows that I'm the lead and it says that the lead is an assassin. So if I don't fight, there's something wrong with me. Okay. So which one do you want me to answer first? Because I'm going to try to keep my answers short. <laughs> sure. Okay. How did the idea come about? We'll start with that. Okay. I've, I came to Hollywood 13 years ago. And remember I said that I'm a fan, right? So I've watched Alias. I've watched Lethal Weapon. I've watched all of those movies and with strong characters. And I'm a brute. I do enjoy fighting if I can. And I'm, I'm very physical. And when I came to L.A., they were casting me as the victim, um, as the nanny, as the uh, sex traffic person, as um, the rich man's wife. And the few times that I auditioned for action movies, they called me back for a more gentler role. Apparently, I didn't fit because I'm too sweet or... I look a certain way or whatever, whatever the excuses were, they were lame. And so I started thinking, well, what do I want to do? Well, how would I want to be represented? And I thought to myself, well, they don't think I can do it. Let me show them. So I hired someone to do a choreography for me and to teach me so that I can show my manager and my agents what I can do. Because at that point, they just know that when I was younger, I did martial arts. Not that much, just enough to give me a good base. I did gymnastics. I don't do the flippings or anything anymore. I whatever. But I'm still very active. And I'm like, you know, I know that I have the mind to learn choreographies. So let me just hire somebody with my own money and let's just do a cool kick-ass scene. It's on YouTube, I believe. It's called um, Katrina. It's on my YouTube. It's called Katrina Weapon of Beauty. That was the first time I did action on film. And that character, I liked the essence of her. And I said, hmm. So a couple of years later, an actor friend of mine decided, well, you know, we're not, she wanted to be a Nikita. I want to, I still want to do kick ass. And I said, well, let's do something together. That's where Dahlia's came along because the trailer for Dahlia's is up there. So I wrote Dahlia's with my friend Brandy. And so we did Dahlia's and she too went on and won an award. And I'm like, okay, so people are liking what I'm doing. And I'm still at this point, not booking action stuff still. I think, but this time I was some rich man's wife, whatever. And then finally I said, you know what? I've been here, I think, when did I, Mamba, I wrote her three years ago, two years ago. I wrote a feature and then I didn't raise the money to make the feature. So I said, all right, well, let me, the, let me take the money that I did raise and let me write just a short, a pre prequel kind to the feature that I wrote. And so I wrote and that's exactly what I did. And then I surrounded myself with an amazing team of people. My friend Sam, um, I was going to direct it, but I decided to take a back seat on directing this one and focus on everything else so that I have the cast that I want. I wanted to have the look that I want. I wanted to have the locations that I wanted. So I was very heavy in, and very involved in the entire process. And Sam knows all of the stunt community and he knows he's the one that brought on all the guys that you saw me beat up. Um, he also was the one that brought on Brendan Hoor, who was my, my choreographer, my fight choreographer. And all of those people came on board because of Sam. So I made a very good decision on having him on board with me. And Sam is, by the way, the guy who played Sam. Yeah. In the, the guy film. with the like biggest arms I've ever seen. Biggest arms. Phenomenal. He works, he works out a lot. If yeah. you follow him on Instagram, he's, I mean, when we're sleeping, he's at the gym. So he looks that way because he works, yeah, works for that it. Way. Yeah. And he's the sweetest guy ever. We've been friends for years and years, for over seven years. And he's seen me struggle. He's seen me go through it as an actor and so when I finally was able to raise money he was able to put you know we were able to bring the team together and as we kept on getting the short prepared more people jumped on board and you know and gave more money and gave us 
equipment and things like that, which was amazing. And look how it turned out. And Sam knew that I, I love, you know, I don't give a shit if he hears this, but my biggest crush ever is Keanu Reeves. I've been into Keanu Reeves since mm-hmm. I was a little girl. Mainly, he was cute and quirky in those Bill and Ted's. But I was like, meh. But then for the other movies, you know, where he Speed. showed his action <laughs> side. Yeah. And people are like, oh, Keanu Reeves is a sucky actor. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Are you that jealous? Because he's gotten better with everything. And there's a certain thing about him that I love. But definitely for action, he's all there. And so... You know, which is actually, I'm going to say something. I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. I hope that I get to work with him one day. I actually want to want to fight him one day. Mind you, he's like six foot something. I'm only five foot five. So just that alone, it's going to be hysterical if I ever have to do a fight scene with him. But I've always, I'm a fan of people I want to work with, but I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah, I want to work with him, but you know, he's hot. So in writing this character, I just honestly wanted to show these casting directors and these movie folks that it's not just I know that you want to give all these roles to all these people and I know that I'm hard you can't put me in a box because I'm right in the middle I'm everything I'm ambiguous so I fit with everything and people look at me and they go oh my god she's so sweet and I'm like if I hear that from one more person or how sweet I am I'm just gonna have to go to jail and maybe if I go to jail then people will stop calling me sweet maybe you can borrow your teeth from the outpost oh I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to steal those I'm like I need you to make me an extra set because I need to show up at auditions with it um but no but that's the thing it's like you guys will be surprised I I remember my manager having to fight to get me in a room because oh I saw her photo she's too sweet he's like excuse me she she just won't be able to do it she's too sweet he fought to get me in that room and I did get in and I did get to meet that director and then she ended up calling me for other things because she was wrong and he was right but it's just that the people look at me and they perceive one thing and so they don't give me the shot and um so I had to make my own I have this character that has been in my head for over a decade of somebody that I wanted to play and I dreamed maybe one day I can play this and I said well obviously nobody's letting me play her so I'm gonna make her and so now that we have the short and Mamba is doing so well I went ahead and I do have a feature film I'm actually making revisions right now because I want to get that made with all the buzz going on she's on award number eight I think now she's won eight awards and um and then I'm also I also threw Voodoo Vanessa in the mix because I loved that series and I, she wasn't getting the attention that she deserved so I'm using everything else that I'm doing to also get her up there because I also want to make that comedy as well but anyways back to mamba yeah so um so it's she's just who i've always wanted to play always and so since nobody else was giving her to me i made it myself and oh and i know that you asked about the fighting brendan who that was hired he we met two times i think we met twice for about three hours and he taught me the choreography, what him and Sam had talked about. Once we figured out the location, we were able to, they came up with the, what they, what Sam, Sam knows what I like and what we needed to achieve in this short film. And because I wasn't going to have three months to train, I wasn't going to do any crazy Kung Fu or learn anything very specific. So we just had to be quick, badass to the point and people know you can't mess with her. So that's, it was very tactical the way I fought in this film. And so that's what Brendan did. So for two days, I think two or three days, I don't remember. I think it was two days or maybe three. It's a blur now. We met for like two and a half, three hours to learn the choreography to he gave me homework. Literally, I bought, I went out and bought a, a blowback gun. So it's just with air to learn how to do my own tricks. And, you know, like loading, you know how, how I loaded the clip yeah. at one point without looking. Okay, that took practice. And we did that about six, seven times on set. So until I got the one where I just, without even looking, just went doop, doop, doop. And so everything was methodical and a lot of training went into it, even though we only met two, three times. And then we met the day before we filmed that scene and we walked through the actual location and walked through my fight with everything. And then literally the day of shooting is when all the guys showed up and we took two and a half days to film the action because that was the biggest part. Everything else took one day, one, two days. So I think I'm very grateful that I did have the martial arts background for what I do know, just to help me. It's not enough, but for what I needed to do for the film itself, I was able to learn and have the coordination. And he said to, he tested me too, the little fucker, um, Brandon, if you're listening. But it was cute because he was trying when we first met, you know, and I was warming up and he was having me do this hand coordination. He's like, OK, do your wrist like this. Then I do this foot like this. And I stopped and I'm like, are you trying to test me to see if I'm coordinated? 
coordinated. And he started laughing. That's exactly what he was doing. But he wasn't, he wouldn't say that. But I just called him out on it. And when Sam showed up, he goes like, dude, she just called me out. And I'm like, I know, I understand. You want to see what I can do so you can teach me a choreography. I completely get it. That's okay. I said, but do you really think that I would just say, oh my God, you guys, I'm going to do action tomorrow. And it's going to be so, so good. I would never do that. I'm only going to do what I feel like I'm capable of doing. So, so he was great and everybody was great. And all these amazing guys showed up and let me beat the shit out of them. It was so great. And they made me look up and they made me look good. You know, it's like, yes, I know my choreography, da, 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 da. but those guys came, showed up on set with their own gear so that I don't hurt them and professional and they all we all worked hard I we all worked hard so I'm just blessed and I think in a way that it was the biggest gift doing it on my own yeah because I can appreciate what goes into making it and I can appreciate the fact that oh my god I really must love what I do because I am out of my mind it's a lot of abuse on yourself you know it's a lot of people don't understand what it takes to be an actor people think it's easy it's like yeah. oh you smile you stay aligned and then you go home no 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 i had bruises for months I, for months yeah that's yeah. a pretty intense um so i i think that i had talked to you on dm about so my i i can be a little picky about my action because yeah. i i love it and strike back is one of my favorite i don't know if you've ever watched it on cinema no and i need to watch it you mentioned it to me I have yeah to. so there's the in current uh i guess team that's on there one of the stars Aylan Sumerwata and from Australia and she was like I think maybe a similar sort of path that she was this like Australian soap opera actress like just mm-hmm. beautiful and sweet and then like shaved like most of her head and she's like Whoa. just super badass and in the this past season there's episode five which I highly recommend you go straight to watch her action scene she has this like long shot in the hallway where she fights like with five different like weapons and it's like one shot it was beautifully done and that's gonna be you that's totally gonna be sunnily like you're just like I'll take it you know I just was like there was there was just a Maybe a crispness to your action that I was, yeah, that's so badass. And I love it. And I can't wait to see more. And I really hope that, um, I hope that Mama becomes like a. Thank you. Obviously, you do too. And I hope Voodoo Vanessa gets picked up by uh, Netflix so we can find out Uh. more about that. (laughs) Oh, there's so much more. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I, you know, the fun thing is that I, my goal for Mamba is to. Because I have three feature films that I want to make with her. Oh, wow. But, okay. but yeah, there's the film that I'm, I wrote now. Then there's either we can either go back to the prequel where it all began or go straight to the sequel and then take it back. So there's three. But I would love to do the feature and then go straight to television series because I have 10 years of this character in my mind, 10 years of her story, 10 years of what she's been through to get to where she is, that I can just go on forever. And three films is not enough, but I know it's quick, it's easy, and it makes money fast. But we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the universe has in store for me. So it's wishful thinking on my part. I'm just, those are just things I'm working on and hoping that I get to do. So speaking of wishful thinking. Mm, tell me. Um, I see her you- smile. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Little grin. Um, if you were to choose your love, your love interest for Vanessa, who would be your? I mean, barring Keanu Reeves being available. Like, if I got to do Vudu Vanessa, yes. Mm, oh, that's hard. That would be a hard one because I would be more prone more prone to to have Alex have a love interest than Vanessa, mainly because Vanessa is in a place right now where she just doesn't have any time. She's just so busy with her life, with what's going on. It's like just throwing a man in the mix would be very, very funny. And she would just honestly just, well, actually, I'm a liar. Hold on. I'm a liar because for season two, <laughs> she is starting to date somebody And he's an asshole because he was told that she does tarot cards and she has a gift and he thinks it's all poopla. And then she finds out that he's seeing somebody on the side. Mm -hmm. So she literally sends the ancestors to do some investigating. And she goes into a, I haven't filmed it yet, so it's fine. And she has a coffee date. And let's just say that a certain, a certain barista flirts with Vanessa's date. And somehow a hair of the barista ends up 
just in Vanessa's like vicinity and she carries a little voodoo doll with her all the time. So the barista, the barista all of a sudden takes a nosedive in front of the hot guy she's on a date with and of course he loses interest. And let, and then there are the voodoo cookies later on in the date so he understands that he can't mess with Vanessa. So if I had to cast someone at that role for being a total moron, oh my God, I would never get him, but it would be so much fun if it was Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> because he would embody that so well. Yeah. It would have to be somebody like Ryan Reynolds because his expressions and his oh shit moments are priceless. So I, I don't know who, maybe you guys know who would be like Ryan Reynolds kind of like equal, equal. as far as good facial expression and comedic like he is and very matter-of-factly like we'll go ah, da, 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 like yeah oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit no it's completely fine it's sort of the number what's happening right now just that switch i don't know that's the first one that comes to mind it'll have to be somebody like ryan reynolds because his comedic timing and his oh shit moments are amazing i feel like hey uh heaven who is do you watch preacher yes yes the guy who plays the vampire <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Oh, I, I cannot think of his name, but I love him. What, he's also in Misfit, a UK Ken, show. Yeah. Oh, I love Misfit. Yeah. Although he's was, got I that like. Yeah. No, because no, he'll not be that too same. similar to Vanessa. Oh, he'll okay. be too similar. Okay. You know what I mean? It, it, and you can tell he's full of mischief. Yeah. With this guy, he's like, he's all suave and clean okay. cut and good looking and thinks he can get away with shit, which will be mm-hmm. perfect for Vanessa okay. to pretty much welcome him with voodoo cookies with one of them with his face on it. Yeah. Uh, Kennedy. <laughs> Who's that? That's that's the guy we were talking about that's in Preacher and Misfits. With okay. all the tattoos and stuff. Yeah. No, I liked him on Misfit. He did a good job taking on after that other guy left. Yes. With absolutely. the curly hair. I did admit it was very weird to get into him because he he's he's so left field. Which is when I saw him on Preacher, I'm like, of course he's going to book this show. He's perfect for this show. Yeah. But for, for the other one. Yeah. No, he's he would be. You know who he would be? He would be the pain in the ass that Vanessa knew in New York City that comes to L.A. and thinks he's going to create havoc. That's who he would be. So she would have to probably do something to get rid of him. There's a voodoo doll connection that people are going to find out in season two. It's actually people she's shrunk. So he'll, he'll probably have to do one of that. <laughs> I love you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's amazing. <laughs> have you seen Community? No, I've never no. seen Community. I think Joel McHale from Community would be a good fit. What here. else has he played? What else has he played? Has he he played? has a show on Netflix right now called The Joe McHale Show. <laughs> He's too old. <laughs> Is he? Yes. He's older than I am. No, you can't do that. That's wrong. <laughs> what part of Vanessa liked him young, hot, and stupid did you not understand? I thought Ryan Reynolds was a similar age. Oh, so but was, he's so hot that yeah, it doesn't but, matter. Yeah, but he also looks younger than what he is. Joe McHale so we can pull it up. Yeah, I can't be with somebody that looks like my dad. That's the problem. He definitely does not look like your dad. <laughs> he That's doesn't? Weird. Okay. Really? Because I would have <laughs> so said, yeah, he does. A little bit of credit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this guy. I'll have to look at him. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I'll probably, for Vanessa, you'll have to be somebody in their late 20s, early 30s. Mm-hmm. For Vanessa. Because we'll, that's we'll, what she we'll, likes. We'll that's ask what the fans. I like. That's what she likes. Maybe, that, maybe that's what we need to ask all the fans. Fans, if you're listening, <laughs> start sending your ideas. <laughs> awesome. That's spicy more. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I'm going to have like 10,000... 10,000 messages on my freaking thing. Great. Well, if you guys can get me Keanu Reeves and Ryan Reynolds, can you just just go straight? Just avoid just, everything else. Yeah, right. <laughs> and just have them get in touch with me. Okay, um, would it be like Speed Keanu Reeves or like John Wick Keanu Reeves? John Wick. No, for sure. I want John Wick. Yum. As much as I love... Here's the thing. There's not a lot of men who have aged well and who not only have aged well, but also have grown. You know, if you watch Keanu... Yeah. Exactly. In each and one of his movies, of course, it's still Keanu, but there's there's a somberness and there's an awareness, even whether he's playing a character or not, That because I've watched everything. <laughs> done, and of some course. were very uncomfortable, like Neon Demon. I did not like that Keanu. I did not like that at all. 
but that was another side of you. But you get to, you see where he's grown and you see where he's he's uh, matured in who he is and in his acting also. So as much as I love Neo, I do have to say that John Wick is I'm all about the John Wick right now because of you know right yeah of all the maturity and the how far he's come as an actor and also life life has been very uh difficult and try and trying yeah. for him and he has carried that so gracefully and beautifully why wouldn't i want this piano yeah. you know so yeah i was thinking more character but th- but that, uh, that's an acceptable answer as well <laughs> Yeah. But that's what he looks like now. No, I know. Yeah. Ago, I want Neo. Yeah. I have to go back 20 years ago and yeah. that ain't going to happen. Yeah. There's, no. And who, who, let's be honest, girls, who in today that we have left? Because let's be real. They are no more. What's his name? How do I know? There are no more Patrick Swayze's. What, yeah. Have you ever, did you, no, let, let's just, okay. I'm going completely left field here. No. Let's <laughs> really think about it. Remember Patrick Swayze in Roundhouse, Roadhouse, even in Dirty Dancing, the even in Dirty Dancing, when, and also the one that he was with Keanu Reeves with, when they were robbers. What was that? Uh, and they jumped out of planes, uh, and he was blonde. Point Break. Is that no? Thank you. Not. Yes, Point Break. Yeah. I think it is. I think it's Point Break. Isn't it Point Break? I think it's Point Break. There's definitely it's the Point Break. That's what happened. The suffering one. Yeah. And so if you if you look in every one of his movies, there's a certain style and there's a certain that's a man. <laughs> yeah. As hot as he was, as cute as he was in each character, Patrick Swayze didn't give a shit. And like when, for example, he would seduce a woman or anything, there was always that swagger. There was always those old mute, those old songs, things that were just so soulful and beautiful. It would be very hard to go back to have. If you think of Neo, if you think of Patrick Swayze, action-wise, for me, that I would walk into an act, acting room right now or an audition room and go, okay, who's going to be my Patrick Swayze? Who's going to be my my Neo? Who's going to be? And I will be like, no, there are none today. I'm sorry. There's not an action person that carries that charisma and that charm and that badassness that you know, was back then. So I watch a lot of movies. <laughs> I <laughs> would say particular. maybe Idris Elba would be my, like... But mm. but he's at that... But, but he's also okay. older. You're right. I guess you're Thank talking about young you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you're right. Years ago, it Patrick, is, yeah, it's all the oh, older guys. I'm like... Totally, yeah. Oh, somebody mentioned him to me the other day. And I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. I can hang with Idris. Hell yeah. Mm. Because... Again, he has that charm, but look at it again. He's also older. So it's, but it's, but the thing is, even though Keanu is now and Idris is now and, you know, and may he rest in peace, you know, uh, Patrick Swayze is gone. Even 20 years ago, it's that, I don't even want to call it swagger. I hate that word, but that's the only way I can explain it is that charisma, the way they carry themselves. That's that old Hollywood soul that they carried in the 80s and 90s. Um, Even in the early 2000s, that actors of today, they think, well, I look good and I have a six pack and I can kick here and there. So that's all I need. No, motherfucker, you don't have the soul. And I'm I'm going to it's going to be hard for me to work with people who don't have souls. That's why it's like I think that you spoke with Chad a few weeks ago. Yeah, I was just going right? to say is such I a love Chad. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love him. And it's like, you know, I, I met him. I took his photos first. And then, you know, when I was doing this short, I had a, a pick of who I could do this with. And then at the last minute, not at the last minute, but um, before we started shooting, the person that I had originally thought would be good for it had to back out. And then in my head, I was like, oh, I don't want to ask Chad. This is just a short film. He probably, you know, he was working a lot of the time. He probably won't have time. And I'm like, you know what? Because people were like, you know, Sam was giving me people and other people like, well, what about this guy? What about that guy? I'm like, no, 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 they don't fit what I want. It just, and I'm like, you know what? And I just sent an email to Chad. I said, yo, Chad, so <laughs> this is what's going on. This is what I'm doing. I have the budget. I have my team together. I just need you to be you. Just show up on set. And I just need you for a couple of hours, half a day maximum to do this. You know, I'm like, just read the script and let me know what you think. 
And I'm like, he's going to say, no, he's too busy for this. And he, this is like so small. He just came off doing, you know, Sniper Ultimate Kill yeah. and all these other movies. And I'm like, he's just going to laugh at me. And he goes like, dude, yeah, I love to play. I'm like, well, you know, and I wrote it. And for me, it made, of course, it made me feel great because, you know, I wrote the I wrote the short film. And, you know, for him to even just say, yeah, because, you know, it's like he's Chad is very eloquent and he's very smart and his English is impeccable. And English is my third language. So I know I make little errors here and there sometimes. But for him to want to jump on board and want to come and play and it's such a different character for him as you saw and a lot of that was his choice by the way FYI because I had something very much in mind and I wanted him to be a certain way but then Chad showed up and goes hey what do you think of this and I'm like fuck yeah I like that for sure and he brought a classy sleaziness to the character that as much as you you know you want to hate him but he's so hot Mm. you know and (laughs) so eloquent but he's such a fucking sleaze in this role. It's like so delicious, right? Maybe he's exactly who Voodoo Vanessa needs, too. Ooh. Maybe. You know what? Thank Ooh. you. That's a good one. <gasps> He'll be such a good... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're casting on my, on my, on my projects. That's great. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So, yeah. But there's like Chad definitely has that. You know what it is, you guys? It's that good old boy. There are not a lot of good old boys left. Yeah. But in the I past- think- because I feel like that sometimes means like the boys club, the good old yeah. boys. No, 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 no. Good old but boys. I'm just... talking about classy. I'm yeah. talking yeah. about yeah, yeah. old time. And he's not even from here. He's from upstate New York. My brother actually lives in Albany and, and Chad is from that area. It's just a charm. It's a way of even the way of talking. I know that like he can be very cowboyish at times and he's very American. But that's not even what I'm talking about. There's just an old soul about him. Yeah. And, uh, and right now, people don't want to be old souls they just want to be new and shiny and you know yeah. <laughs> everything and, i hate and kind i mean and i i will say because yeah. we we, we talked to him kind. and i uh tried to make a joke uh <laughs> that he took really seriously and i was Aww. like wow i did not mean that to go there uh, it was not a like, wow, that was a terrible job you did. Um, <laughs> but, but it, and it was literally like the first question of the podcast That's and funny. he just, you know, he rolled with it and he was so nice and just, yeah, I mean, generous with his time, you know, just like you. And I think heaven, um, just recently recorded with Scott Kyle from Outlander, it's a similar thing. And that's what we've, it's who we as a podcast want to promote. You know, it's who we, you know, we're small now. The website that we write for is is bigger, but, you know, the podcast is just growing. And we all just, people like you, people like Chad, like Scott, who do you want to see succeed? And who are you going to be able to say, you know what? I knew them when they started. And I knew that she was going to have a huge movie and be an action star. And we were going to be like, ha ha, we talked to her first. (laughs) Before you, E.T. Yes, you did. (laughs) You'll be up getting your Oscar and we'll be like, I can still DM her. (laughs) Please, you can still tweet me. My potty mouth is still going to be available anytime you need it. Give me a break. Uh, Will you... (laughs) Definitely a woman after my own heart in that category. <laughs> oh, that's so, it, it's in it bad. It's awful because my mother, bless her heart, she couldn't get me to wear pink. I hate that color. My sister is very fair. My sister is very fair. No, no, no. She's very fair skinned, so it looks beautiful on her. No, mother, you don't put Pepto-Bismol pink on somebody. It's like, I'm yeah. not dark, but I'm not white either. I'm like in the middle and I have gold tones. So... I, it was red. My color when I was little was red. My sister wore pink. And if I had pink on, my face was like this in every photo. It's just like, no, no pink. So red, 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 red. But um, no, you know, the I keep on getting, I'm so sorry, guys. I keep on getting sidetracked. Those old souls, they're, you know, it's like, I'm sure everybody has their, their good side and bad side. But whenever you see Chad and whenever you talk to him, even the first time I met him, I thought he was going to be a prima donna because at that time he was doing all this incredible stuff. Right. I had just not started photography. I I have my own kind of I have my own way to photograph people and it's not everybody's type. And I reached out to him just as an artist to artist. I'm like, dude, you don't have enough pictures that showcase who you are. You just have actor stuff. And he was like, yeah, he saw my work and we went out and played and he was just so chill, so chill and so kind. And we ended up 
like I think spent like five, six hours just shooting. I have so many photos of him <laughs> and shooting, but I had the best time. And plus it's easy on the eyes. So that was easy. But, you know, just even then generous with his time, we had fun and we ended up with great shots. And there's just not a lot of people that are that way. And he's every that he just presents himself just very like a good old boy, just, a, you know, kind hearted and respectful, you know, and very eloquent. And that's what I mean when there's not that in the young generation right now. And he's and Chad is young, by the way. He's not old at all. But I'm saying there's not enough Chads in every category for everything that's being casted. I haven't, if there are, I sure as hell haven't met them. I just keep on meeting the Rufians and whatever. I'm sure my potty mouth doesn't help either. <laughs> but yeah, but that's what I mean as far as actors are concerned. And my potty mouth, that's my mother's disdain. That's my only vice, so fuck it. <laughs> and um, no, that's, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I've never done drugs. You're never gonna find me in a bar getting high. You're gonna find me in a bar getting my friends because I'm allergic to alcohol, so I can't drink. So it's like, it's not even like, let me try. I've tried it a few times and I get sick as hell. So you're never gonna find me. I'm never gonna be that person who's gonna be shooting up or don't. I'm like, I'm too old. It's like, I'm not gonna start now. Why? If I was gonna start that shit, it was gonna be years ago when I was going through crap and I didn't. That's my only vice is I cuss. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just replying heavens, like, oh, girl, after my own heart, I'm like, ugh. That's okay, because we need more of you in mm. our world, too. It's not <laughs> the guys. It's not just Chad. Sometimes I think from an outside perspective, you see somebody that's so attractive on the outside that you it's it's always such a pleasant surprise when it's not just the outside. And mm. we have been Thanks. so I mean, no joke, Kelsey, since Kelsey has been DMing you for a little bit before this podcast, she's been <laughs> telling I, us just what a cool I've person been you a are. Bit. <laughs> Aww, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm glad you think so. Well, I appreciate so, that. Thank I'm you. so grateful that you agreed to be on with us because we never would have oh, known exactly the depth of your awesomeness unless you did thank this with you. us. So thank you. I mean, honestly. Thank you for showing us that, okay, obviously you write and act and direct and every other, like, <laughs> there is for film you do, but there's a beautiful heart and soul behind it as well, behind that hard worker. Thank you <laughs> yeah. so much. Appreciate that. We, we, we do love you. We'll keep loving you. Uh, we do I mean we've had you on for enough of your time but we do before we go we wanted to ask when is the public get to see Mamba there's two two things have to happen (laughs) whichever comes first it's still in a bunch of festivals there are 26 festivals that haven't gotten back to me I went a little crazy okay (laughs) so yeah that carry her over all the way up to 2019. The reason why I did that is because I didn't think that I knew that she was good. I just didn't think that she would be so well received. So when I submitted to all these festivals, I thought one or two and I'm going to get a bunch of no's. And what it's happening is I'm getting a lot more yeses than I'm getting no's. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, for festival purposes, even though I've shown it in other festivals, I cannot have it online to stream. The only way that would stop is if, let's say, with the script that I have now, somebody says, hey, I want to make a movie. And all of a sudden, I'm making the feature, I'm going to remove <clears throat> the short from the remaining studio, the remaining festivals. And then I'm going to go ahead and put it on Vimeo. Because at the end of the day, I'm not, I'm not selling it. I'm not doing anything with it. It was just so that I can get the attention that I needed to show that, yes, I can be an action I guess I hate this word. I can be an action star, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever that I can do. I can definitely lead a film, you know, and that I can get I can do the job and I can do it well and I'm dedicated and my writing doesn't suck. And so that was the point of doing this movie just to show that. So whichever comes first, if it's the festivals running its course, then it's going to go on Vimeo. And if I get to make the movie before all that happens or if I get someone that says, yeah, then I'm going to cut everything short, take it off the um, the festivals and put it online so everybody can see why everybody's been loving it. Because I think it's great. But, you know, when you're in your own mind, you think you can sing and then what everybody hears is really bad. <laughs> I don't want to be that presumptuous, you know? <laughs> so, do, do you hear that, 
circuit, now is your chance to get Mamba <laughs> off the market yeah. before the rest. Because yeah. that's the only yeah. way the other festivals are going to get Mamba pulled. So yeah, act <laughs> yeah, they need to they need to get it. I mean, I I hope. I mean, they'd be stupid not to at this point with as many awards as you won, and and it's so phenomenal. And I just can't imagine why you. you wouldn't. Um, You'd be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> me surprised. I, know. I know there's a lot of like, not just Hollywood, but issues and being a female and a female who's not uh-huh. the way they yeah. want you to look exactly. And Oh, you just you know. hit the nail on the head right yeah. there, baby. Yeah. I think <laughs> I, Heaven and I were talking about earlier that Lin-Manuel Miranda said he, he wrote In the Heights because no one would cast a Puerto Rican as a lead on Broadway. And I imagine that it's sort of a similar for you that coming, you know, um, that you have to to create your own path, fortunately, but you've done a good job of it. Thank you. So. I love that you said that. Thank you so much. <laughs> so and I appreciate it. And, and going back on that, just so that you guys know, you're thanking me, but thank you because I'm not in a place yet where I have variety or people or whoever knocking on my door and I'm not the lead of the show. So for you guys just to go out of your way to shine the light on me and to talk, you know, give me this opportunity for the people or for the world to get to see who I am and me. That's for me, that's a big deal. So if anything, I want to thank you guys because you could have chosen somebody else. You could have, as I'm sure you have gone after somebody else. So for me, you just don't understand what the validation this is for me to, it just encouraging me to keep on doing what I'm doing, that I'm not wrong, that I'm not crazy, that I'm not delusional, you know, that I do belong here and that I do need to keep on creating because somebody is paying attention. So thank you. Oh, that was wonderful. You're going to make us cry. I mean, we cry. No, we are, we are very happy. It was amazing. And we appreciate you coming on. When uh, Mamba makes it big, just come back and talk to us again. Honey, you have, there's only five, I have five fingers and there's five tickets. You have one of those golden tickets, promise. Ah, you're so sweet. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much again. We appreciate it. And I will uh, send you when we figure out the date, I think probably in a couple of weeks. Thank you. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Bye. You too, guys. Bye. You just listened to the podcast Nerds of the Hub, produced, recorded, and edited by the TV Series Hub team. If you want to read TV and film-related articles, reviews, and more, go to www.tvserieshub.tv. Also, follow us on Twitter and check our Facebook page, both at TV Series Hub. Send us a message. No, proudly.